I'm Shannon. I'm Mark. And this is Dirt Sailor, the podcast. You can find us on Podbean, Apple, and Spotify. We also have Facebook and Instagram pages under Dirt Sailor Podcast. How are you doing today? For 59 years young? Outstanding. How are you doing? That is great to hear. I'm doing pretty well. Thank you for asking. You bet. So I got my coffee with a little bit of non-alcoholic eggnog going. Probably the last of the year. I love eggnog when it's got rum in it. Are you why the rum is always gone? I am why the rum is always gone. Walk the plank. Be the plank. That's interesting. I did a million planks a couple nights ago, thanks to your husband. You know, I can do planks and I can not do planks and I can tell time, I can watch the time, but nothing is longer than a plank minute. Absolutely. We did them to failure and man, that was a long failure, like one minute and 20 seconds. (laughs) Yeah, I've done it before and when you're not looking at the clock, you're like, okay, it's been forever. And then you look up at the clock and like, it's been 27 seconds. Crazy, isn't it? Absolutely. Just like our world right now. We're going to H-E double hockey sticks in a handbasket. Unfortunately, it does appear that our world has gone crazy. And I've always thought it was a little crazy, but man, do I feel that now more than ever. Absolutely. On that note, so where are we going to start at today? Well, we can start with the rampant increase in Omicron cases or not increase in Omicron cases to the level that they told us it was because over the last couple of weeks, we have learned that they accidentally miscalculated the number of cases that were Omicron. So they were saying that it took over the United States within a month. It's like 70 plus percent of our cases. It's just going crazy. Wildfire places are seeing the highest uptick in cases since during the peak of the pandemic. And now they said, oops, we miscalculated. It turns out it's like 20 something percent of the cases. Still something to consider. Think about it's definitely a problem. Uh, But it wasn't nearly as high as they were claiming. Funny. Because I actually ended up looking up some info on the numbers this morning because I watched my favorite doctor over in England last night and this morning. And the cases are ramping up, and I don't know who's telling the truth. Because according to the California website, there's 12,877 cases a day right now of Omicron here in California. There in New York is 76,655 cases per day or a 401% increase from the high last year. So I guess in two or three years, they'll vet these numbers out and find out what the real numbers were, what the real rise and fall of the percentages were. But if they're accurate today, they're really climbing. And also the how the Omicron is affecting people is a lot less severe than the previous four variants, especially the Delta variant and the very first one, which really took out a lot of people nationwide. Um, And they're still blaming part of it on the unvaccinated, even though the breakout cases in New York are absolutely through the roof. Well, we have Dr. F-Word, our favorite F-Word. My man. He went on a news organization, I won't 
say which one, but he went on a news organization doing his usual pressers and speaking his piece. But he actually said that the number of children with COVID has gone up. They're seeing a rise in cases, but it's not to be too concerning because they are testing every child that goes into the hospital for any reason and they are marking it a COVID case that they are there not because of COVID, but they are there with COVID. So they break their arm, they go in to maybe have a surgery or get their arm set or whatever, go to the hospital and the hospital tests them, they test positive. So they are a patient with COVID, not there because of COVID. But it's still a COVID case right and that's how my doctor over there in england lays it out is the fact that a lot of the covid positives are incidental because a majority of the people like in i believe south africa it's pretty close to 80 percent now go in for something else other than covid they have 100 percent testing so then that's when they test positive for covid and it becomes a covid case and other news outlets don't tell you hey that person broke their arm and they happen to test positive for covid they just immediately say that person's here for COVID. Yes, and we're also seeing it with uh, England. So in England, Boris Johnson is blaming the uptick in hospitalized cases. So people who are actually hospitalized with COVID and having a severe problem, he is blaming the people who are unvaccinated. But the definition of unvaccinated has changed, which is people who have never received a shot and people who are not boosted. So they were at one point considered fully vaccinated, but now they're not boosted. So if you listen to his last his last press conference, he said it was the fault of the unboosted. They were essentially unvaccinated. That's interesting because I uh, took down some stats and did a little bit of my simpleton math this morning. We'll just use New York as an example. Apparently, there is around 7 million people in New York that are still unvaccinated. Very high percentage there have had their initial dose. Uh, I believe it's 71.8%. And then around 60-some percent have had two doses plus a booster. So that leaves roughly about 7 million unvaccinated And at the rate that they're having cases here, which is 76,655, if they would just let this thing run its course within 91 days, all 7 million unvaccinated would test positive for COVID. And then we could get through this thing much quicker. California has a little bit lesser number with the daily cases being at 12,000, so we'll say 13,000. So at that current rate, the rate of the unvaccinated, it would take us 20 years here in California to all that are unvaccinated become positive with COVID and get through the system. With all of this increase and how they're calling it a healthcare crisis because they say that we don't have enough healthcare workers to treat this large uptick in cases. That aside, uh, some of the representatives are trying to help out their their constituency, whether it's to point them to where they can get testing, give them ideas on where they can get uh, assistance if they need monoclonal antibodies or antiviral treatments or whatever. But Miss AOC, 
who has given a lot of hate to Republicans for going on vacation during a quote-unquote crisis or just going on vacation period, going out, going out of country, going out of state, whatever it is. She has been seen on vacation in Miami Beach just within the last two days as New York is seeing a huge spike in COVID cases. So I personally do not believe that there is anything she can physically do to help somebody. It, it, she can help pass laws. She can go around her community. She's even been seen doing food pantries and stuff like that. that that's all great. But she can't physically, as a non-doctor, treat patients. She can't, you know, I don't think, I don't know if she has a car, cart them from one place to another, even though she's triple, quadruple vaxxed, whatever. I really don't expect my representative to be in the mix of at the hospital or doing something like that. But what does, what I do find interesting is that she would disparage Ron DeSantis and how he has handled COVID and how he's a terrible person and whatever, and then go vacation in that exact state, possibly bringing COVID with her since her area is having an uptick in cases. Absolutely. And it's interesting you talk about AOC because I was reading about her this morning. And she did, in fact, go to Miami Beach. She was seen outside of a restaurant eating sushi. Which I'm jealous. I, I could go for some nice, fresh, fresh sushi right now. Absolutely. And I don't have Twitter, but apparently Twitter was on fire when she was spotted there, especially by Governor DeSantis, who said, Welcome to Florida. Enjoy your taste of freedom. Another person recommended to her next time she eats at that restaurant to order the rock shrimp roll. It's really, really good. Yeah, I found it really interesting that she would go on vacation to such a bad, bad, bad place. I think she might have family in Florida. Maybe that's why she's down there. I know her grandma lives in um, Puerto Rico, but I think she has other family members who live in Florida. But is now the time to vacation? Is now, you know, when we're asking people to stop the spread, we've been asking people this for two years to not go out in public. I don't even understand why people go out in public anymore if they're so anti everything having to do with COVID, like it's everybody else's fault. But if you're so scared of it, why are you going out at all? Right. It's that word, that term that's often used, hypocrisy. It's because they think that you should do what they say and they can do whatever they want to do. And I have a question for you. I, okay, might, I, I might have an answer. I was trying to recall Dr. Fauci at one point, Dr. Fword at one point told the community at large, the United States at large, that he didn't, uh, that double masking, oh, what did he say? When asked if people should wear two masks, he said, I don't, I don't see why not. And then people started double masking. I remember going out, going to Costco, going to Target, going wherever, and I would see people with two masks on. But I just realized, like within the last couple of days, they never said to stop. He never said that didn't work. So why did people stop? Like, have you seen anybody double masking recently? I have not, only in memes online. So when did we stop? Like, he never said, you know what, it turns out it doesn't work. I don't remember him coming out and backtracking. It's just like all of a sudden, 
it just disappeared? No, Did people realize how dumb them, it was? Yes, none of them back or none of those guys backtrack. I believe that the people finally realized how silly it was, and they just stopped. You know, I'm really surprised how much COVID stuff there is in the news right now, and how many different articles I've read the last couple of days, even about Sweden. I don't know if you follow Sweden at all and their COVID. I haven't recently. Well, theirs was really up and down. They did things quite a bit different. They started out doing it like Florida, where they pretty much, you know, it was hands off. Um, Wear a mask in public if you want to. Social distance. Please, please think and drink responsibly, basically. Just like the old ads about drinking alcohol and, and driving and being in society. They had a large uptick in deaths last year based on their population and then they kind of tightened down a little bit, but they still didn't close schools, from what I understand. They kept schools open because they felt children needed to be in school to be educated. Unlike us here in the U.S. now, where there's a report that children are going to be lacking from this point forward, and they're actually going to be a generation of kids that are probably not quite as smart as the previous generation. How they figured that out already in you know 18 months, I do not know because I'm not a psychologist, nor am I an educator. I don't know about the future. I don't know if they're just presuming that they'll move forward at the same pace of learning. So typically in third grade, you are expected to learn a specific amount of information. Then you go into fourth grade and then they have benchmarks. There's SAT-9 testing. I don't know if that still happens in California, SAT-9 testing. They might call it something else, but they had the standardized test for the state. And you would test and it would see how everybody was doing, if a school was doing remarkably well, if a school was underperforming, et cetera. Well, they've been looking into the school systems now and gauging how the kids are as far as like, are they on grade level, behind, whatever. And they are finding that in uh, more poor minority communities, the kids are a year behind the more affluent communities. And even all these communities were all remote or how they were learning in the same fashion but they weren't having the same outcomes. And I know here in Fresno, we had schools that would give computers, they would give hotspots, and then other schools in different districts. But near us, they were having kids who didn't have the hotspots, weren't being given the hotspots or internet at home. So they were driving to the nearest McDonald's and the kids were sitting in the car outside of McDonald's because we couldn't go inside places And they were on the Wi-Fi trying to get schoolwork done. So, I mean, some were trying. That person at least had a car that they could drive their kids to. Not everybody had that option to get to a location that they could sit outside of just trying to get free Wi-Fi. So we have done a disservice. And now we're seeing some of the results where people are behind. So if you're a whole school year behind, are you going to make up a whole school year by the time you graduate high school if you're already struggling? No, you won't. And that just shows me that uh, wasn't a failure with the kids. It was a failure in leadership. And then we're talking about how great the teachers did. I am not saying teachers did not try their absolute best and do the absolute best that they could do. But sometimes what they were given, there was going to be a failure almost from the get-go. Yeah, it's the administrators. They failed to back up their teachers or their students who they're responsible for and to, which uh, talking about places that uh, lower income most of them would be ethnic areas of probably a lot of young black kids young black adults seem to happen in more predominantly black and brown communities i actually listened to a study last night and this morning 
that black people, because of the darkness of their skin, the therapeutics that are set up for uh, COVID and vitamins, vitamin D, vitamin E, and some of the others, they have to uptake additional because they don't get enough vitamin D from natural sun because of the reflective value of their body. So that's why if you look at the numbers of them that are getting COVID, it's a very high number because they're really lacking in their vitamin supplements. So you bring up a good point about what we're doing to medically assist people, regardless of race or sex. The CDC came out with guidelines and said, this is how you should treat people at hospitals. And then the hospitals implemented all of these guidelines. But did they consider race and sex? Because we are different. We like to, I I wish we could say we were all 100% the same. There are things that we have absolute sameness about and things that we are obviously different. I have different hormones going through my body than a typical male. So if we're giving something that would adversely react with certain hormones, obviously not a good idea. But then we're we're treating all people as if they're the same. Is that actually a problem? Yes, it is. And it appears that they do much better studies over in England and other countries than we do here in America. And they're the ones that figured out that the vitamin deficiencies um, were what hurting them quite a bit. It's also interesting, too, they did a study of who's unvaccinated in England. And a large number of the unvaccinated were unskilled laborers, unskilled workers. For whatever reason, they're at like 43%. Then it goes up to skilled labor, which was construction workers, people that um, do things a little bit more than what an unskilled laborer would do. And they were in a 34% range. And it's interesting that the doctor I follow, he cannot, and he's an educator and a doctor, and he cannot figure out the disparity and why those two groups are not getting vaccinated. For me, my lack of trust in the government has led a lot of my decision-making process as of late. I, I had, I wouldn't call it blind trust, but you join the military and you just do what you're told. It's not that you necessarily trust your government, but you do what you're told. And I've gotten to this point in my life where I'm not going to just do what I'm told because I was told to do it. I've had bad outcomes because I just did what I was told. So maybe these individuals who have not had the best interaction with the government or don't see the government as being on their side don't want to do what the government has told them to do, even if it's a good thing. There are people who will not do it because they were told to do it. There's definitely a lack of trust there. And that goes to Facebook, Twitter, uh, Google, our own government, some of these other big corporations that are censoring us right now. That if you have a contrary opinion to science or you question anything somebody, quote, in leadership says, you get a big censored sticker put in front of your name on Facebook. Do you have any idea about when this stuff started? Started on what? Censorship Sorry. and censoring people. I'm sure it's been going on a while, but I I believe that because we were stuck in our houses and paying more attention to online things because we weren't interacting as much in person that we really saw it. But it's been happening for a long time, I'm sure. Let me take you back a few years long before any of this stuff was here. So there is so much deleting of a counter opinion and 
Fact checkers are all over the place. I was wondering when this actually started, so I took a look this morning just to kind of see. So we can actually go back to 1564. Do you know who was born in 1564? No. That would be Galileo. Really? Yes. And he was actually going to be a doctor, but started going to school to be an astronomer and a mathematician. He started teaching in college, and you can read about him in history books or watch him on the History Channel if you'd like. Well, his opinion of the way the sun and the earth and the planets rotated around one another was contrary to the Catholic Church. So the church went ahead and took him to Italy, took him to court, basically, and I believe it was the Greeks, possibly. have to fact-check myself on that. Found him guilty. So in order to not get put to death, I believe back then they stoned people to death. They had all different kinds of ways of killing people. Well, he pled guilty, which you hear that a lot in modern day, just like that Marine that spoke out about Afghanistan and went ahead and pled guilty so he could get an honorable discharge. Well, what they ended up doing was censuring him, basically, him being Galileo, by putting him under house arrest for the remainder of his life, and he could no longer teach. So I believe he stayed under house arrest for about eight years until he died. Um, And then, basically, 300 years later, the Catholic Church came out and said, boy, what a mistake we made. And speaking of that, you can't really undo your mistake. Because the harm is already done. I mean, you can come out and say, okay, yeah, we made a mistake, but you can't right the wrong that you committed. That person spent eight years of their life never being able to live it again, not being able to do what they wanted to do, go where they wanted to go, say what they wanted to say. So what happens when you take away a person's right and they never can get it back? Absolutely. And just imagine how smart that man was back in that day and how much we could have learned, we being our ancestors, from him had he been allowed to continue. The The knowledge base would probably be a hundredfold more now than it was. Well, if you look at just applying that to now, all of the things that we can't say or, or little tags that get put on it, people who get blocked from posting, scientists who get blocked from posting. So one of the recent things that I read about was the FDA approved Pfizer vaccine is not the vaccine that Pfizer is giving to people currently. The one that you can go to Vaughn, you can go to any medical facility and get, and if you ask for Pfizer, you will get the vaccine that has been emergency order approved. So, and apparently there is a difference Don't ask me what the difference is, but there is a difference. People who post that bit of information are getting silenced, blocked, deleted, all of that, even from news organizations. And it's true. It is a fact. The Pfizer shot you get right now is not the one that has been approved. So what happens then? You can't take away or give back. Oh, I'll let you speak now. Well, I couldn't speak for a week, two weeks, a year, whatever they decided. Oh, you could have spoken somewhere else. Okay, you stopped me from talking to the people that I was talking to, but it's okay. You could have talked to somebody else. I mean, what then? You can't undo that. Right. And that's uh, 
one of the tactics of a lot of large news organizations and their reporters is they will throw a bomb out there, even though they know it's factually inaccurate, because when all is said and done, the damage is done. They don't recant, or if they do, it's, you know, Sunday night at 1030 when everybody's in bed asleep. Yeah, speaking of things that you do or don't recant, if you look at the Russia, Trump gate, Russia collusion, whatever, now it's all come out as absolute trash. Adam Schiff, oh, well, it was true at the time, so I'm good. The Adam Schiff show. Yeah, no, no Mia Copa, no my bad. And even if you did, I mean, it was five years of entangling someone's livelihood. Absolutely. There's three podcasts that are my favorite. Number one is this one. Number two is the Joe Rogan podcast. And Joe has made news again the last couple of days because he had a sold out show that was scheduled April of, April 2022. of 2022 in Canada. So he's unvaxxed and they will not let him travel to Canada unless he's vaccinated. And he doesn't get it because like us, we have the antibodies because we have had COVID. And the new science out of South Africa is showing that whether you've had Pfizer, Moderna, or COVID, your numbers are pretty high and you're pretty protected. And by the way, that's a preprint for the Lancet if anyone is wishing to look it up. Absolutely. So that being said, all of these people, we'll just throw New York out there, 77,000 a day that are vaccinated are tested positive, or that number is pretty high of the vaccinated. So does that mean now that we don't let them travel either? Well, there's talk about not letting people travel. And in New York, that can mean going into a restaurant. That can mean going to a gym because we don't want people to be healthy, whatever. Uh, Maui is looking at doing the same thing, where as of January, I think it's like the 8th or something, of 2022 if you are not boosted you can no longer go into restaurants gyms etc so we are seeing that this is becoming a reality for certain places no i mean no see even if you are boosted like a lot of those people are in new york very high percentage but they're still testing positive they i think they'll just COVID. make up the rules again they'll, so right now they're saying oh they weren't boosted soon enough so now the the next rule is now you have to be boosted and then when that fails, okay, well now, and then they'll they'll move the line. So he's eventually probably get there. Either we're going to go where everybody's locked down and nobody's considered, move. you can't move. Well, so like I posted on Facebook this morning in answer to somebody in Hawaii, maybe then we should just have Pfizer send us a five-gallon drum or 55-gallon drum of the vaccine and a shot glass. And we'll just take a shot every day until this thing's dead and done with. Well, if we take enough shots, will we just not care? Not care or not feel it. That better be tequila. You know, I'm very empathetic towards all the people that are positive from COVID, the ones that are sick in the hospital. But you know, enough's enough. You're vaccinated. You're not vaccinated. You've had your second shot. You've had your third shot. But if you have your second shot and you have an allergic reaction to it, don't take that one as your booster shot. Don't take the Pfizer. Don't take the Moderna. Take the Johnson & Johnson. Or they say Johnson & Johnson. If you take that first one, don't take it as your second one. Take a Pfizer. or So there is no rhyme or reason to the way they're laying any of this out. There's no empirical data still on a lot of the stuff. 
there's still people, and to me it's too many people getting sick and having side effects from this because I wouldn't want to be running fine for 59 years and then I decide, okay, I've had COVID, but I'm going to go ahead and get vaccinated because I've had enough peer pressure on me to go ahead and do it. Then I do it and then I have a heart attack because I had a blood clot or I get a blood clot to the brain. And then who loses? I don't lose because I'm dead. I'm not going to feel it. Who's going to feel it in the long term? My entire family. But you know, the federal government, state governments, doctors, scientists, they don't care because to me or to them, I'm just a number. Yeah, well, the CDC has actually partnered with Oracle to house what's called de-identified data on COVID vaccines and issues with people. So if you have a, something happen after you take the vaccine and you report whatever your symptom is, it goes into a, a housed program. And then apparently they're, they're working with Oracle to have all of that information just gathered. But what they do is they take out all of the identifying information before they send it to Oracle. So it's called de-identified data. There have been some organizations, uh, nonprofits and such, organizations that have done FOIA requests to get the information for themselves too. Like, hey, we want to know what what are people reporting? It's housed in one of your systems. So if you're handing it over to Oracle with de-identified data, we would like to have the same thing. And the CDC has come back and said, one, it doesn't exist, even though there's a contract for it. And number two, um, when they tried again and said, no, this is what we're looking for, they said, oh, this is a duplicate request, and then they canceled it. So they're refusing, they've had to, they're suing the CDC now, trying to get the information that they're handing over to Oracle. Hmm. Kind of interesting that they would work with a private company, but then say any other individuals can't have that same information just to try and figure out what the numbers are. People can say, Oh, my, my pinky toe hurt after I got the shot, and it, it's not related. But if every single person says my pinky toe on my right foot hurt after I got the shot, okay, maybe it's something to look into. Maybe it turns out that the store that everybody was getting at, they were jamming their toe, and it has nothing to do with the shot. But the CDC is refusing to release it. Right, or it was the actual place that was given the shot, didn't keep it at the correct temperature, so it could have been their fault. Absolutely, and I lied. I have... Two more quick stories about COVID. So number one, U.S. Navy ship somewhere off the coast of somewhere anchored out. I'm not going to say where, what ship, but they're 100% vaccinated and there's an outbreak of COVID on the ship. Number one. Number two, Mr. F. Apparently, if you read into when AIDS came about and he was in charge of the AIDS epidemic and helping out with a vaccine or something to slow it or stop it. He botched that apparently from a lot of scientists and now he's botched the response to COVID. If you look at the sum total of the parts, he's made mistake after mistake after mistake. So I hope that the next administration in 2024, if he hasn't retired or expired, that he gets fired. I don't know if he can get fired. He's like the oldest person to be working there. Maybe does he have to fire himself? And I think they gave him some kind of weird contract where they redid his salary and all that. So. And they gave him yes, they they redid his contract. I don't know about any recent contract renewals or or whatever. But in two thousand and four, they gave him a permanent pay increase that was outside of his normal pay 
They gave him a permanent pay increase to prevent the next pandemic. That worked well, didn't it? Yeah, he needs to give all that money back from 2004 to present. With interest and all the money he's making off of the vaccines, if he owns part of that. Or he does. Or, yeah. They get to, and I get it. I respect that a scientist invented it, so then they should be able to have part of it. But if they're the same types of people that are approving this vaccine for use, they have a money interest. No, no dice. Just like our Congress people who insider trade. Yeah, but Nancy Pelosi just did millions of dollars. Did she do options trading? Options, or, millions yeah, of dollars in ex- Yes, millions yeah. of dollars in options that will come up in like the end of 2022, 2023 on companies that she oversees the investigations of and all of that stuff. Not the first time they've done it. Oh, but it's a free market economy. Of course it's okay if we exercise our individual stocks. It's not like I talk to my husband about what I'm going to do first. My expert husband that trades quite often. So let's stay with the Navy. Do you know down in Southern California, there is a ship? And I can say the name of this one because it's all over the news. It's the USS Montgomery. The commander and the XO were relieved of command recently. I did hear about that. Unusual move because it's the CO and the XO. Yeah, and apparently there was a person within the Navy that could not speak in public, but, you know, like they all do, they want to speak behind closed doors under condition of anonymity. Because they want the truth out there. Yeah, yes, they do. Apparently they both mishandled a sexual harassment claim. I am not surprised to hear that because typically a lot of these claims go up the chain of command and then you could have a captain's mass instead of going to an actual court-martial And the captains are limited in their punishment. And if somebody was either sexually harassed to a significant degree, assaulted, there is no way that the punishment of a captain's mask is ever enough. It is That will never be enough. That is correct. So do you know a guy who took himself out? His name's Epstein. Epstein did not kill himself. No? Or maybe he did. Maybe he just got tired of... uh, Having to rot in jail. Right. Well, the interesting thing, the two guards that were watching him on that night, their charges against them have been dropped. No way. Didn't see that coming. Yeah. Apparently, the two of them followed a six-month deferred prosecution plan successfully. So the prosecutor... Of not killing themselves either? Yes. Decided to go ahead and drop the charges. They were found to have been sleeping... And just watching and looking at the internet at the time that he mysteriously died. Okay, well, hear me out. A lot of them are forced to work extremely long hours, many days of the week, like 16-hour days, seven days, six days a week, whatever it is. I understand. I I semi-kind of can't blame them, but at that point, quit. Like, quit. You're being overworked. Quit. You can't do your job. You're too tired to do your job. Quit your job. Find another job. Yeah, well, with all the scuttlebutt about that guy and supposedly all these black books that his assistant had on all the people that uh, he helped out through whatever service he was providing, he should have either been under some other type of federal custody and watch, or actually they shouldn't have waited until after he took himself out to transfer his cellmate into a different cell or a different jail. Well, what doesn't make sense about all of the information that they have on it? The FBI is missing 
a lot of that information. So if he would have been housed in an FBI facility in some secret spirited away place, I'm sure he would have killed himself sooner. Absolutely. And what was his assistant's name? Maxwell? Uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. Yeah, she was, she was his lover, his co-conspirator, and whatever else you want to say. She was recently found guilty. Five out of six charges, apparently. I can't find the actual charge sheet on which ones. I'm sure now, it'll, I'm sure I could find it if I spent some time doing it, but all of the articles would just say five of six, five of six. An interesting article I looked at this morning that was about a paragraph long was talking about the fact that this black book she supposedly has, she has not released any of that info yet, and that's to come. I don't know why she wouldn't put all that out there before this trial. Do you think that she'll get her sentence commuted? No. I forgot what year she was born. It was on the news the other day. She's 60. Okay. So she was born in, what is that, 61? Yeah. So she was born in 61. And the article said one day after she's sentenced and taken to jail is probably going to be when she checks out. I wouldn't be surprised if she mysteriously dies in prison, but she doesn't actually die. And then she just gets to go on somewhere else, taking that that information with her. Goes on a safari. Yeah, because, I mean, she was technically on the run. She didn't mind living in some million-dollar estate in Podunk, wherever. Well, is it Podunk if you're in a multi-million-dollar estate? Right. So jumping back to the Navy, in Hawaii, they have started cleaning out the water lines of all the houses that were affected by that leak. The Navy is saying that the Hawaii Department of Health does not have the authority to tell them to empty all of the fuel storage tanks or to tell them what to do, period. Really? Yeah, so they're they're fighting any order that may come. I think they're going to go to court over it. But they are trying to flush out the line so that nobody's house is contaminated anymore and telling all of the families that have been affected they can move home in a week or so. Yeah, I didn't realize those storage tanks have been buried or in the ground since, uh, well, for 79 years. And apparently when they started cleaning them up a couple weeks ago, one of the drivers ran into a pipe with a truck and punched a hole in it. Yay. Yep, fired. Yeah, and... You know, talking to other military members, recently talked to a Vietnam vet and the places that he went or was stationed or did schooling, that that type of thing. But looking at all the water problems in other places, Camp Lejeune is known to have water problems. East Coast, up and down the East Coast, they're, they're known to have water problems. Going down to Oceanside, Camp Pendleton, known to have water problems. So all of these Marine Corps bases or joint bases, not a surprise to have water problems. And they have had them for years. I know I mentioned the one down in Camp Pendleton before. And the military does not care. Dr. Science says, stay in tonight. Don't go out. Oh, so I can't go out thanks to Dr. F word because of of COVID spikes. But yet, oh, I don't know, representatives are traveling the country. Openly? Absolutely, and having fun. It's because they are who they are. So what would you give Joe Biden as a grade for 2021? An F-U. I'm sorry, Uh, an F. I I was going to (laughs) say I'd give him a big fat F-U also. We'll give him an F. 
Yeah, but he gave himself an A+. He said, he tweeted something like, well, I'm sure he doesn't tweet, but whoever reps his uh, Twitter, he tweeted, they tweeted, that it was the best economy in 50 years. Did you hear that? I did, and I'm sure he doesn't tweet. He doesn't Facebook. He doesn't Instagram, Snapchat, none of that, especially somebody that runs on the beach with nobody there but him and his wife and his secret service and their little dog. And he's got a darn mask on. But yet she doesn't? Yes. So why, like, what is he doing? Is he at risk for something that we don't know about? The healthiest president in whatever many years? Healthier than Trump because he walks on the beach with his dog? I don't know. Healthier than Trump? You bet. Yeah, he's walking around with a mask on by himself with his dog. Maybe the dog can give him something. That new puppy, you know, the one that he replaced his Bitey McBiterson dog with. And don't get me wrong, I love dogs, and I understand that some of them have issues and they bite, but you're telling me that you're you're just like, oh, hey, I'm going to give up this dog, but I still need a dog, so I'm going to go get a puppy. It's because it's all about appearance and couldn't, photo, photo ops. Couldn't rescue a dog? Nope. Had to get a puppy? Don't do that. Got to get a pup. Hey, who's north of our border? What's that country called? Canada, eh? Canada, eh? And I guess they have a really large bank there. It's the largest bank. What is it, like the Bank of Canada? It's the Royal Bank of Canada. Oh, sorry, the Royal Bank of Canada. So there was a gentleman on the news this morning that has a, he's one of the only conservative radio guys or news guys in Canada. And apparently there's been some pressure from Parliament to this bank to not give this guy a loan. So they are not giving money to conservatives. Wow, you don't, you don't talk like us, you don't walk like us. Too bad. Even though we're the government, we're going to dictate who can be given money and survive and succeed and speak. Well, the interesting thing is, from what I gathered from watching the article or watching the news clip, is they tried to call BS until he played the audio he had recorded while talking to the loan officer. Oh, I wonder if he'll go to jail for unlawfully recording somebody. Probably. Because that's the way we do it, right? Like, oh, it wasn't wrong of me to wrong you, but it's wrong of you to wrong me. Absolutely. So, hey. Absolutely. So, one thing I do want to talk about before we stop talking about it is okay. what's been going on or noted, at least in Florida, but I know that it's been going on at other locations in the United States, other states. Oh, I know where you're going with this. Let's see. So, the Florida Surgeon General came out in an open letter to the Biden administration of their active attempts to prevent deliveries of certain monoclonal antibody treatments as ineffective against Omicron. So now you can only get a specific treatment and then there's not enough of that particular one because they said Omicron has taken over the United States. It's 70 plus percentage of the cases. Those drugs don't work against it. Therefore, we're not even going to let you source them and get them. Later on, they came out and said, oops, it turns out it wasn't as prevalent as we thought and the other antibodies would have worked. We're still not going to give them to you anyway. They're still actively preventing treatment in Florida and other places. Yes, and the other red state is the state of Texas. So not only are they just stopping people from getting treatments, they're stopping certain people from getting treatments, and then they're wrong about what they're doing but they're still right because they're doing it. Which means that they're killing more people and they're going to get away with it. Absolutely. And they're directing money to specific companies because they are paying for the antibody treatments of a specific company. 
Because the government's covering it, so your tax dollars are covering it. So they are funneling money to specific companies for specific treatments. Yes, and they used to blast the Bush administration for that when they accused him of only going with certain companies that he was friends of during the Gulf Wars and only giving them contracts. Right. So, you pay taxes? I try not to. No, I do. I do pay taxes. And in fact, over the last few years, because I got too sick to work, the amount of taxes I pay has gone down, but it is still pretty significant. Yeah, we pay taxes as well. And guess who the taxes are going up for? Us. Criminals. The IRS has sent out a letter. What? Yes. The IRS in the last two weeks sent out a letter to thieves and drug dealers. Telling them, and this is a true thing, I watched this on a national news outlet, that if you steal or if you sell drugs, you must claim the profits on your taxes. Literally death and taxes. Death and taxes. Crazy. Oh my goodness. Oh, so if, I, if I'm a part of the crime ring that's stealing and doing stuff against the law, I am going to willingly let the government know that I'm stealing and pay taxes on it. Yeah, and I'd bet that most people that steal and sell drugs don't submit W-2s or 1099 miscellaneous. Oh, yes. My buddy Shane over there, he worked with me. Here's his 1099 since I ran the corporation. Uh, 1099-D for drugs or 1099-T for thieves. Amazing. Did you know, so you get a W-2, right? If you're a salaried employee and and you're on somebody's payroll, you get a W-2. Did you know that if you win a certain amount on gambling, you get a W-2-G? For gaming? Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, they'll get you any which way they can, right? They'll they'll W-2, like, that's your work? And it's crazy because my best friend helped collect taxes for many, many years, and we're still best buds. Yeah, he was in the Navy, too. Didn't you join with him? Yes, he was. We went in together. So, speaking of thieves... So I don't know if you follow the theft in San Francisco at all, since it's right up the road from us. But the residents are finally speaking out about the crime and how bad it has gotten. So the liberal mayor has come out and announced that, I don't know, is it he or she? She. She has declared a state of emergency for the Tenderloin District of the city. And she wants them to crack down on crime and drug use. She says, we are in a crisis. And we need to respond accordingly. So my response to them is, you think maybe your liberal policies had something to do with it? No, they're going to say no. They're going to say it was something else, something that existed before then. But I will say all of this equity of outcome talk is there's a, a reverend who has been doing some rooftop revelations in Chicago And he talked on this subject too. But the equity of outcome is also hurting us in these same things. So we say, oh, the certain communities are being negatively impacted because they're arrested at higher rates than others. Once you get a rap sheet on you, you have a hard time getting a legitimate job. So therefore, you know, they just keep going with a life of crime. So the solution is zero dollar bail. That's not fair. They don't have money. Let them out. Whereas rich... Rich people are getting let out on because they can afford the bail, right? 
So then they say, oh, we have to have equity of outcome. And they start doing all of these social justice warrior things instead of looking at the root causes. So the problem isn't that, that the person is stealing. What is the root cause that led the person to steal? Was it a bad educational system? Was it a bad home life? Are there ways that we can address it right at the beginning instead of waiting until they've reached that point? I mean, don't get me wrong. We want to address it when it's happening too. But instead, they're just saying, well, you had a difficult life and it wasn't fair for you and you had a lot of unfair things happen. So then we're just going to come up with some social justice warrior stuff and it should get better. Yeah, but that's where a lot of the liberal policies start when these people are young. Because if you look at almost every liberal that's running a state or a city here in the U.S., all these issues are coming from their policies. I can see that. And not to say that, you know, Republicans do it any better, but definitely allowing people to continue to commit crimes unheeded can't be a solution. Well, according to two of the people that they interviewed, two people being residents of the Bay Area, their reply was they're not being given enough time for their crime. So that's residents. That's liberal. The one guy said, I'm a very liberal person, but it's about time these people start doing the crime or the time for the crime so having studied a lot about the criminal justice system it's not for me at least my opinion it's not just putting people in jail or putting people in prison because you're taking people who are committing crimes and you're putting them around other people who commit crimes so if there's nothing to help facilitate an improved person You're not really doing society justice. I understand we want a punishment-oriented society for some people, but shouldn't we also want people to improve upon themselves and become good members of society? So if they lack a degree, if they lack social skills, if they lack parenting skills in some cases, if they whatever they need to improve upon themselves, shouldn't we also be working that angle too, or else you're going to have a criminal learning from another criminal on how to try to be a better criminal, even though they're both in jail. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and so we end up in this cycle, right? That's, that's that cycle that we keep seeing. So what, what is it that we can do to help people improve? And I know other countries have done better programs to make sure that family members can maintain that relationship with the person in jail. So that way they have a support system and they don't come out completely lacking support because then they'll just turn right back around and do the same things that they've always done. And that's why a father down in SoCal a few years ago, his punishment to his son, I think, fit the crime and it was perfect. His son was busted for tagging somebody's house. So the dad went to the kid's bedroom, which was his sanctuary, and he tagged his son's room, painted it black, put all kinds of, I mean, just devoured it, made it look like what his son did to this couple's house. And I guess for the kid, that was enough to convince him that uh, what I had done was wrong. Yeah, and and we don't all have the support system, so we need to look for ways as a society that we can help build people up and return people to a positive, a more positive life than, or not return them because we're assuming, you know, but to get them to a more positive life. And that would be awesome. And I'll bet that, Uh, If we'd quit giving money to everybody around the world and take care of our own first, Mm -hmm. we'd have plenty of money to do that. 
Right. We definitely don't spend enough on doing what we say we want, which is to have more positive outcomes in, in school systems or somehow we're supposed to send our kids to this place that is not working for society, but it's the best they're willing to offer. So we should just accept it. And as U.S. citizens, we shouldn't, especially the amount of taxes and funds we all pay into this thing. Uh, countries overseas, you send them so much money that if we were, like I just said a minute ago, to take that money back and put it in the school system, just here in California, for example, every low-income area would have a brand-new school with all brand-new equipment. The teachers would be paid the best because we have sent them billions every year with a B, just like down in a, a country that gets slammed by storms all the time. And people are continuously sending money down there to the tune of billions. And I guarantee if you go down there, if you were to fly down there today, it would look no different than it looked 40 years ago. Because not because of the storms, because of the theft of the money and the misappropriation and the the things being done and handled wrong. Couldn't have said it better. So California, let's swap to something pretty, pretty snowy white. California's been in a drought for the last few years, yeah? Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. Global warming? That's what they tell me, that it's global warming, followed by global cooling, followed by fossil fuels, followed by more global warming, whatever the the trigger is. Well, here's some of your global warming for this week in California. As of today, I-5 over our grapevine is currently closed due to snow. I-80 over the pass is currently closed due to snow indefinitely. And here was a report from over Donner Pass in that area there. We had low snowpack levels three weeks ago. Now we are 145 to 161% above normal for the year. Recent snowfall has set a record of 193.7 inches, which that record was broken at it was 179 inches set in 1970. Well, thank you, Global Warming, for closing down two of our major freeways due to snow. Global Warming and weather are two completely different things. Even though we were told that we wouldn't see as much snow, even though we were told that it would cause other impacts, it's different. That's that thing. It's the same, only different. But our tax dollars can fix it. That $555 billion earmarked for green energy and the Build Back Better that Manchin decided to not support, that $555 billion for green energy and the like, which I'm told that it would just totally help everything that we're doing, even though it's for certain specific companies and specific fields, and I'm sure they're very friendly to the left, that aside... We're told how terrible Elon Musk is, how terrible his Teslas are, even though they're green energy, (laughs) they're they're electric vehicles, that's supposed to be the way of the future, but they're electric vehicles, the way of the future, and then you have everybody hating on him, but now they're putting $555 billion, well, if they ever get it passed, to the very same thing that he's been doing. Well, he's just the current, quote, richest man in the world. They have to accuse him of not paying his fair share of taxes. Well, I would like to know who gets to decide what pay your fair share of taxes is. Because one administration 
it's $1 amount. Next administration, it's a different dollar amount. So I don't think even those people in Washington, D.C. know what pay your fair share is. No, it's just easier to be ambiguous rather than give a dollar amount. Sometimes they'll throw out 70%. Sometimes they'll throw out 90%. They'll say that it's never enough. They'll say they don't even pay enough, but I don't see them cutting more checks. In fact, I I went over Elizabeth Warren's tax filings for the last uh, 13 years, 12 years. I think it's 13, including 08. And so she has posted that online for review. Her and her husband have made between $700,000 and a million dollars. She donates... She's donated up to 8% of her money to charitable organizations, which ones is is a big question mark because it doesn't list them out, at least not that I saw in what I looked at. But when you look at her taxes themselves, she's taking write-offs. Now, I know she's lawfully entitled to write-offs, as are everybody else. Then don't complain. But when other people take write-offs and, and pay less taxes, she seems to be very upset at that, yet she does it herself. And I believe if you're making 700000 to a million dollars a year, you're in the 1% of income earners. I could be mistaken, but if she's in the 1%, she is not paying enough because she takes write-offs. She needs to pay her fair share. And somehow her and her husband always have a loss in certain categories that I can't figure out, but I am not a tax expert, so I'm sure they're, they're doing their thing. But yeah, I was quite amazed to to find that she takes write-offs. I wonder if she's jealous that he's so smart, so wealthy, or she's just that inept that she couldn't work her way up to his stature, his level. Because I do recall, or we should recall, that she's the one that chose to be a public servant, correct? Yes. Okay. Well, then she needs to look in the mirror and decide who she is and what she wants to be. If she wants to be like Elon Musk, then she needs to get out of public service, go make some real bucks, then she can pay her fair share. Well, even when she made a book, uh, so she's written several books. She wrote them as a part of her her bankruptcy law, stuff like that. Then she also wrote them as a part of being a, a Congress person, like, hey, look at my life, whatever. She paid somebody... Five figures for research, apparently, on her book. I thought that was interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. So I wonder how much research they did. Because if they did the bulk of the research and then she wrote the book, she got a hefty payday and they did not get enough. Right. And that's all these ghost writers and that's just like that disgraced governor in New York who had all of his staff do the research, and write his book for him, apparently on state time. They've decided not to charge him with any of his uh, sexual harassment crimes. Of course, because he's in the know, and whoever was going to prosecute him has been paid off. You'll you'll see him pop back up again in a couple years. He'll try to rehabilitate his stature and his name. And then he'll probably try running for another office or president or something. Oh, like Anthony Weiner. Yep. Yeah, and he's re- not Weiner, but the other dude, Kumo, Como, however the heck you say Cuomo. his name. Cuomo. I think is single-handedly responsible for the demise of a lot of senior citizens in New York. Absolutely. He, he gave a free pass to the senior citizen 
uh, homes to put infected people with uninfected people and said, you can't get sued, signed law, signed order, I guess, you know, an executive order for, for the state. He told them to put them, house them together. He is responsible. Now, was that at the beginning of the pandemic? Yes. Before vaccines? Yes. Oh, that was at the very, very beginning. Okay. The very beginning of the pandemic. They're like, oh, we, we have so many people. We don't know what to do with them. Oh, just house them together. And they had that hospital ship off the coast that they still didn't use. And instead, he he said, you cannot be sued you know, uh, assisted living facilities for housing people together who are infected. Do your worst. And that's what they did. The tens of thousands of grandparents that died, they might not all have been grandparents, but the tens of thousands that died are on him. Those are the murders he should be charged for. So. Can you, wait, as a governor, can you say I can't be sued and then sign it into law? I don't believe so. Shouldn't be able to. So he absolved all of the, the nursing well, homes and all of that, but he should be personally held, held personally yeah. liable. Absolutely. So we don't care whether we're Republican, Democrat, Independent, Martian, Communist, whatever. I care if you're Communist. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was tongue in cheek. Would you vote for a Trump 2.0? I don't know. Well, according to the current state of our country and our leadership in D.C., in 2024, according to one of our senators, can I say his name? Go ahead. Lindsey Graham said on the news a couple days ago that he was not happy with a lot of the stuff that Trump did, and probably namely his tweets and all that crud. However, if he runs again because of the good things he did, he will win hands down. Hillary Clinton believed that she would beat him if there was another Clinton-Trump matchup. Well, I, I've got the matchup, and I don't know if I heard this, I dreamt it, or I made it up myself, but I have the ticket for 2024 if he does decide to run. Is DeSantis his yes, number two? Is his yeah, I've heard mate. that. Yeah, and we may have been talking about that a little bit last night. I think we did, yeah. yes, yeah. that yeah. it was going to be Trump-DeSantis. And Definitely. Um, and then that, that would actually hedge us forward, you know, for three more terms. So one for Trump and potentially two for DeSantis, depending on the state of the economy. And it would take that long if they followed his old policies and how good he was at negotiating things, because he really was a good negotiator. And, and even the senator said that, that he's done things that he has never seen ever in Washington. He was able to get accomplished because he was a, me like me, a simple guy, a no BS kind of guy. And in a lot of ways, it was my way or the highway. And that's the way this has to be run. And I think if he does get in there again, he needs to go through each department one by one. And he needs to start with the FBI, start with the NSA and all of them. And all the top leadership needs to actively seek new careers. They need to be retired, pushed out, fired, whatever. Because that's the group of guys that are the entrenched, whatever that term was that they used for all these guys that have been there um, their whole lives. The deep state. Absolutely. Thank you. The deep state that he needs to really go in there and flush out the deep state. Yeah. Well, considering the CIA actively covered up their sex abusers that were employees, I'm sure that is just a minor thing that these guys do across the board, NSA, CIA, FBI. I mean, it, jumping to the FBI and the kidnapping plot against Gretchen Whitmer Documents were just released that they are not going to have three of the FBI agents testify because of uh, misdeeds 
not related necessarily to the case, but misdeeds in other cases and in their personal life, that they have one of the informants isn't going to testify because he's currently being prosecuted in another crime. So this is the FBI. Unfortunately, there's bad dudes and gals everywhere, but this is the FBI. That's a local. That's just a local area. So imagine how it is in D.C. with some of these entrenched people. Yes, that, that's why they need to go flush them out. And they also need to, since we're, it's not, we're not done with terrorism, don't get me wrong, but it's post-terrorist wars in Iraq and Afghanistan and some other places. So we need to go in and revisit the Patriot Act as well because that Patriot Act, and even the guy that helped write it, says had he known how far they were going to carry this thing, um, he would have never pushed it. Never pushed it on. I believe that was at the time. Gosh, I want to say he was a governor of New Mexico who ended up going into the White House and helping write these laws. And I, I his name's slipping me right now, but he was one of them that pushed for the Patriot Act. And it, it it's bad juju because there's a lot of stuff in there that they're actually spying on and going after American citizens when they legally shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, that needs to end. That definitely needs yeah, to end. Absolutely. This is supposed to be a country of the people, for the people, and by the people, right? Yeah, it's for the elites. Yeah, I was going to say not for the top 1%. Yep, definitely for the elites. And some of the people who are in the top 1% definitely don't have the same protections. But there is the elite of the elite, and they're the ones that are running the show. Well, you know, I know you don't like this term, founding fathers. However, some of the, the Federalist Papers and some of their writings and some of their phraseology and the things they said and talked about Back then, it was almost like they were from the future, went back to the past, and they understood where this was going to go. That's why they wrote the things that they wrote and how they structured things. Yeah, well, they had historical references from their their uh, places. So Right, from the motherland. So okay. jumping... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, ahead. jumping back to our military. So you can deposit funds in what's called a thrift savings plan. It's a 401k for government and military. And you are limited to a specific amount each year that you can put into the plan. And this year, it turns out in the TSP for, at least on the military side of things, there's been a glitch in the programming that allowed the over-contribution to TSP uh, funds. And what that means is that the military members are going to get in a whole lot of hurt for over contributing they're going to have to i don't know if they pull it out i don't know if they have to pay some sort of a penalty but the government has known about this problem since june and they're blaming it on the military members is that the members that are getting a pay cut was that that article uh i'm not sure if they're the ones getting the pay cut but uh, well they're getting sorry there's a separate article on them getting a pay cut they are cutting cost of living in places that they're saying that the cost of living hasn't gone up or military members don't need additional cost of living because there isn't one there, even though inflation has gone sky high and the cost of living has actually gone up in so many places, the government wants to save money. And so they're just cutting cola in those places. That was that one. This one is just that there's an over-contribution Normally, once you hit your cap, the computer system is supposed to stop you from being able to put in more because they, it's like an electronic election. Right. So people aren't paying attention to every single paycheck. And the government's just supposed to stop it once you reach your max. And they didn't. And they're blaming the military members for putting in too much. 
then again, what is too much? Why do they come up with these arbitrary numbers? Is it a tax thing? Because it's a tax deferred right. contribution. The, the government doesn't actually want you to commit that much money to your retirement because they want you to pay your taxes now and not uh, defer your taxes. Okay, so it's all about the government. So it's little tender morsels. It's little crumbs they want you to put away. They want you to potentially die for your country, but they don't want to supplement you or pay you more. No, they definitely don't want to supplement you or pay you more. They just want you to shut up and put up. Well, company I work for, we're trying to get what's called a location override or more money for the location we live in, which is a cola, basically, because the cost of living here has gone up dramatically but our pay does not commensurate with all those increases. So we'll see how that pans out for us. But even with the location override we're asking for, it doesn't outrun the increased cost in our medical and other items. So the VA, once a year, they'll do a, a COLA, or not a, well, it's a cost of living increase, but it's on par with inflation and a few other things. So they determined what that was in October. And they gave a 5.5% increase, which is nice, but that's basically getting back to zero. So there wasn't really an increase per se. It was just getting it back to... keeping you flatlined. Yes, except that in the next two months, it went up another percent, but we won't get to have any determination for another year. I love the way this system works. That's why I heard somebody say, if you're just a working stiff, it's a J-O-B. That stands for... Journey of the broke. Just saying. I'm not like Elon Musk. I wish I was. I'd be a billionaire. Me too. It'd be awesome. Love to be a billionaire. But I was too busy having fun. Yeah, I'm just not. I don't know what my uh, my offering to the public at large would be that they would want to pay me that much money. I call it. that a widget. Yeah, I don't have a widget. Yep, you need to come up with one widget, even if you sell the widget for a dollar. It's got to sell a billion of them, even if it's a paperclip or that movie, the post-it notes. Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion. That would be the one. Yeah, except they didn't invent post-it notes. Oh, they I, just tried I to know. take over. That was fun. Can I just say I invented Tesla and then have them funnel me the money to my bank account? Oh, so going back to our first topic and what it means to tell the truth and be allowed to tell your truth or be allowed to speak the truth. So some truths you weren't allowed to speak were cloth masks. They worked when they really didn't. But now CNN says it, so it's okay. Uh, you weren't, Twitter would block you if you said that the vaccinated can spread and get COVID. But now we're learning that that happens. The death rate is comparable to the flu. Many people are entering the hospitals with COVID, but not from COVID. We're still not allowed to actually use our natural immunity, but natural immunity is kind of being discussed. That the the punishment cannot be worse than the actual living situation. So right now we're being punished as a society. Can't go places, can't do things, can't speak about things. And then it turns out like, oh, well, that's harming more people than we had intended. So maybe we should, you know, allow people to live. I don't know. We're just kind of reaching this place where we still kind of can't speak the truth or depending on who you are, you can you can speak the truth. And you look at all of our, our major news organizations that have shut other people down, 
called them dumb, stupid. They were able to speak their truth, but anyone else who tried, they were shut down. Wow. And it's just really interesting that we're in this place right now where certain media groups own the truth or what is allowed to be said. And we're just somehow okay with that. Everybody else is just like a big dummy. Sad. Well, within the last hour, the state of New York has come out and said it will prioritize non-white people in distributing low supplies of COVID-19 treatments. I believe another, a few other states or counties did that as well early on. Well, it's interesting, and I'm only bringing that up because I'm reading this first paragraph here because they were one of the states that said monoclonal antibodies don't work. New York's Department of Health released a document detailing its plan to distribute the treatments such as monoclonal antibody treatment and antiviral pills. They shouldn't be allowed to have monoclonal after trashing it. If it wasn't for, you know, the health of people, you know, basically on our pay grade, our income levels and stuff, I would say don't give them anything. Now the leadership, like the outgoing mayor and people that have been staunchly against this, I wouldn't give them a thing except for the vaccine. The monoclonals, tell them you can't touch them. Ivermectin, don't touch it. The other stuff that Trump took originally, can't have it. And I don't know what risk factors there are in other ethnicities other than white, but they're saying that it's a long-standing systematic health and social inequity. Yeah, so basically you had things bad before, so we're going to give you something that we won't give to other people and it will make it bad for them and then that will make it equal. Well, apparently I don't have Twitter, but there's a lot of tweeters. Is that right? A lot of people tweeting? Tweety bird? There's a word for discrimination by skin color in medical treatment and all these people are just going bonsai over this report. I would only go bonsai over the fact that now they're saying, hey, let's use monoclonal antibodies. If you cut people down for taking it and you thought it was the worst thing, your your state shouldn't even be allowed to have it because clearly you trashed it enough that, that it's not for you. Would that be kind of like your VP, Kamala Harris, who at the beginning of this thing last year, I think when she was running for vice president on the ticket, that she would not get vaccinated if Trump had anything to do with this thing. Oh, wait a minute. He's the one that started Warp Speed and ran it, and they released stuff faster than it had ever been released in history. And yet, here she is now having taken it and cutting down anyone who followed what she said. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do as I say, not as I do. Do as I say, not as I do. It's very unfortunate. It's very unfortunate these people think that they're the solution when they're the problem causers. They, they don't. They have no solutions. They really don't. No, because their solutions generally involve tax dollars and moving stuff around. And then some stuff just resolves itself anyway. And then they take credit for that as well. It's like they always say, just get out of the way. Just get out of the way. So this is our, our first podcast of the new year. What? Yes. Can you believe it? Very cool. Very first podcast of the new year. Yeah, we're spooling up and getting better with each one, too. I certainly I hope so. so. I think so. So, happy new year. Happy new year. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to me. Tell all your friends. Who we are and where we're at. This has been a podcast produced and edited by the Dirt Sailor Duo. 
Mark and Shannon are a father-daughter team who both served in the United States Navy. This production is protected by copyright laws. Until next time, anchors away.